Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Lenny, come on over and say hello. Um, and a quick quick reminder that uh, it's all day today and, and all day tomorrow. Yep. And um, you have the opportunity wherever you are. Uh, as you go through your day and get your work, Lenny, throw on. You can sit right over. Just sit, sit on the couch yes, next to yes. Courtney. Next to me. You've never, on, you've never been af- afraid of, uh, of sitting next to a pretty girl. Hold on, hold on. You got to get your microphone on. You're saying all the good stuff without a microphone on over there. Uh, so hold on. Oh, and just like hold on that. A second. All right, oh, the, oh, oh, and there's gosh. so now. Let's take. I'm going to take the bump because I love this governor. <laughs> All right, wait. Lenny's going to be bumped for the governor for crying out loud. Wow. Wait a minute. I, how oh, is this? That's nice. What's that's going nice on over embrace. here? Well, I thought they were Greg's both going to be here. Make je- Greg Lenny was going to yeah. be brought for governor. Only, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> governor Baker joining us right here uh, at Fenway Park. Uh, you got, well, you didn't follow Lenny. He didn't. He couldn't get the headset <laughs> yeah. on. He couldn't say anything. So you'll Lenny's Lenny. The man. Lenny will follow you, Governor Baker. Uh, <laughs> We're, all right, here we go. I think we got and they got that microphone right in front of the. Uh, how are you? I'm good, but like I said, I'm very glad I'm not following Lenny Clark. You almost were. He didn't. He wasn't <laughs> able to execute in time, but it was close. It's great to see you. I'm literally sitting here just thinking, oh my god, I almost had to follow Lenny Clark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy about that. Well, I mean, listen, as you come to the end of uh, of your second term. You've probably had some experiences like that. Are there, are there three experiences that you've had as governor that you never thought you would have had? I mean, I, I was there for one, uh, which is you uh, mosh pitting at the Dropkick Murphys uh, House of Blues several years ago. I think it's okay now that you're leaving office for us to talk about that. Dude, I was doing that long before I was governor. <laughs> that, was, that was not new. I yeah. mean, what are there three really cool, unique things that you got to that you got to experience being governor that you never thought you would? Look, there's all kinds of cool and unique things that come with this. Throwing um, throwing out a first pitch at Fenway. Throwing or? out a first pitch at Fenway. Um, well, every year, you know, the National Governors Association has a dinner at the White House, um, and the dinner takes place in the Lincoln dining room, and there's um, you're there with. You know, sort of forty plus of your colleagues and their spouses, and the with cabinet the, of the president and the vice president. I mean, it's and their spouses. It's pretty unusual. With the current president, they start that dinner at four. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> they, you know what? They actually had it last year at, uh, or the beginning of this year at um, Mount Vernon. Oh, so that was oh. the first time I'd ever been to yeah. 
George Washington's estate, which was pretty interesting. And, and I learned a couple of, this is his history and just tell me to stop. No, um, Wiggy and I need these lessons, yeah. so please keep okay. them. Courtney they needs it more than oh, I do. Um, they know nothing about history. Yeah, most I'll try not to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> the mo- most interesting, the, the um, Mount Vernon has tons of bedrooms. And the reason it has tons of bedrooms is it was a hard place to get to. So you didn't actually go there, have dinner, and leave. Ah, you went there you and you stayed for a few days yeah. before you left. And huh. so, uh, and the kitchen was completely separate from the house. And the reason why was because back in the day, what would happen if your kitchen was part of the house? Catch on fire. And it would burn down the house. Oh, oh, wow. So they built kitchens off of the house. Um, Courtney knows about that. She she almost almost left the studio. My friend Charlie is here, and I really don't need to be embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) And big, uh, you know, big brick, um, you know, sort of a big brick facing to protect the house from the the kitchen. I'm just going to say everything since you're going to leave office soon. Mm -hmm. Have you been made aware that Courtney has a little bit of a crush on on you? And I've said that you are a very good looking older gentleman (laughs) and you you and your wife are lovely together. And I really, uh, I love your wife as well. (laughs) And I knew he was going to do this. You know what? Coming from Courtney, I'll take that as a mega compliment. Works for me. Yeah. 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 We all appreciate a good looking man. Absolutely. just like you and, and Wiggy. There Thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, um, you've had the opportunity to be involved in this uh, throughout your tenure yeah. as, as governor. Um, what's it mean to you when it, when it comes to what is done every year for Jimmy Fund and Dana-Farber? Well, I was listening to it on the way in, and, and at one point you pretty much, I think, hit the nail on the head, which is that uh, every year you have an enormous amount of generosity and support and enthusiasm that comes from your community. And, um, and and I think in some respects, that ability to sustain that over time is a function, first of all, of the reputation and the and the stories that come with Children's Hospital and, and Jimmy Fund and the work that they do in Dana-Farber and all the rest. But also, in addition to that, um, it's a big statement about how much this particular organization means to... Um, what I would describe as kind of your your listening audience, which is kind of big parts of New England, and then finally, um, your your audience appreciates this and enjoys it and gets into it and plays. And if you think about what you know, sports radio is all about. It's about playing, mm-hmm. and yeah. every year people play, which yeah. is a really great thing. It's amazing. I, I I I've said it forever. We live, I think, in the most generous part of the country uh, people give over and over and over again and i know you've had the opportunity to see to see that over the last eight years well look at the um look at the foundation i mean um we talked about this before i mean you guys when something horrible happens to somebody um you put out the call and, and literally within a day um a family that you know lost a father lost a mother lost a house whatever it might be um suddenly has fifty thousand dollars to help them deal with whatever the immediate concerns and crises that they have are i mean that's just unbelievable it really is can, can we be confident that after your time as governor we'll still see you during this during this period during the jimmy if you Fund? invite me yeah, you're, you're always invited. Yes. Yeah. we'll see him I mean, on the orange line i will like, see him <laughs> how was the drive <laughs> wait how was that's the drive? actually how was the drive over was it all right? Was That's it all right? fine. Okay, it was good. Yeah. It was all right. Okay, good. Uh, Wiggy wants to talk. Obviously. Well, no, no, no. You're, you're no longer going to be doing this, right? So the the lights and the sirens on the Suburbans 
any chance you give those away because I could really use them on my truck now that the traffic is picking up a little bit. You know that, uh, you know, the only time I've ever used the lights or the sirens is to like a military funeral or something like that. I've never used them. He no? doesn't use them. No, he just drives along like everybody humble. else. Well, yeah, the guy. He's a, a humble yeah, brag, like, like right everybody then. else. Hundred yeah. percent, like everybody else. I never, you know, I um, I just never saw the need the for need. it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's up to me to figure out how, how to get, get in the car at a time <laughs> that actually gets me where I'm going. You know, what are you looking forward to after your governor? What, like, what, just rest? Are you going to sleep in? What well, I'll do? certainly see more of my kids. Who, you know. One of them lives in Boston, but the other two live outside Massachusetts. Um, I'll certainly have an opportunity to spend more time with my um, my wife, Lauren, which will be great. Um, I'll have the ability to do some stuff that uh, just currently is is tied up in the in the outside of the day job I have, which is fine. Um, but I'll certainly be. Um, focused at least for the next four or five months on trying to get the tax bill passed, trying to get the economic development bill passed, trying to um, begin implementing pieces of this, finish some of the work that we've been doing over the past eight years uh, in a variety of areas, including transportation. And, uh, and, and as, you know, they, as they say about sports events and all the rest, finish strong, right? Mm -hmm. Does the MBTA situation in general frustrate you? It must. Sure. Yeah. frustrates everybody. Um, but the flip side of that, and I've, I've said this many times, um, the MBTA has been investing and in modernizing its core infrastructure pretty much since we took office. And, and I said at the time, the reason why no one ever spent any money on tracks and signals and power systems and positive train control and all these other things is because you don't get credit for it. And I said, we're going we're gonna to spend money on it. And we did. We spent billions of dollars on it. And we got no credit for it. Yeah. Um, which well, came, with the, came, with, came with the picture. But well, actually, Marty Walsh was on earlier and gave you credit and, and said essentially that the only way to fix it is to shut it down. You're the guy who, who did that and decided to do it. And so um, you're right, though. That's, that gets blamed on you when that, that transportation system has existed for, you know, well, there's, for however tens of decades it's been in existence well there's tons of tension between you know hours of service and time on the tracks doing work and you live in east boston we've done a ton of work on the blue line um over the past um six years and when we do it generally speaking um it creates a certain amount of tension whether the weekend stuff not so much because the shot in on the traffic is not so bad but you know the orange line um the Orange Line was closed between Sullivan Square and Oak Grove for weeks um, on track work that people were doing a couple of years ago. The, the E Line, the, the B Line, and the C Line have all been closed basically for the summer for the last couple of years. And on the Green Line, um, the T's replaced 35,000 feet of track and um, a ton of their power systems. And we installed positive train control on the entire commuter rail. Um, I mean, there, there's all... There's all kinds of work that gets done, and um, and sometimes it gets a lot of public attention, and sometimes it doesn't. Obviously, the Orange Line piece is probably the biggest, but um, but the idea that we wouldn't finish all the track work, which we've been doing for years on the T, um, on the Orange Line until 2027, just seemed wrong. And so, if you get five years worth of track work done in 30 days. Um, we get the fact that it's frustrating and inconvenient, but at the same time, you're going to get a benefit coming out the other end. And by then, most of the trains on the 
Orange Line will also be. I just can't new math. Ones. I can't mathematically figure out how you can do five years work in thirty days. So here's here's how part of it works. Okay, <laughs> help me. I didn't graduate from high okay, school. So let's suppose let's suppose we're doing weekend work on the Orange Line instead, right? So the Orange Line closes down. I call it ten o'clock on a Friday night, right? So by around midnight or one o'clock in the morning, you'd get. Um, Remember, you've got to get stuff onto the track. So the first thing you have to do is shut down all the electric systems on the track. So now it's like 1 o'clock in the morning, and now you can actually start bringing stuff onto the tracks. So maybe by 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, you get stuff onto the tracks. You then have between 4 o'clock in the morning and basically 10 o'clock on Sunday night to do the work. Do and the then work. at 10 yeah. o'clock on Sunday night, you've got to start getting off the tracks. And once you get off the tracks, they power it up again so that at 6 o'clock in the morning, it can start running. So even though that's theoretically Friday night, Saturday, Saturday night, Sunday, Sunday night, um, and a little bit of Monday morning, it's really not. There's a real limit to how much time you have. If you're doing the overnight work, it's literally two or three hours, four hours maybe to get on, turn it all down, get on, and then three or four hours of work, and then get off. So it's like you don't have any opportunity to create momentum. In this particular case, they are going to go on the tracks, and they are going to be on the tracks for 30 days. And, and are you confident? The gear stays there. Everything stays there. You turn it into a, a traditional construction site where you can bring in tons of stuff and, and just, just plant it. And are, and are you confident that it will just be 30 days? Yeah. Or? Okay. Okay. Because, because yeah. of the benefit associated with not having to turn it off, go on, you know, race around to get a bunch of work done, turn it off and get off. It's literally just they're there, and yep. they'll be there um, every single day, 24-7. Between until now and done. until it gets done. Um, as a Patriots season ticket holder? How many no, I'm not a Patriots oh, season get, ticket holder. Oh, I just go to a lot of games. All right. Uh, how many wins? You I, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't have the, the family heritage to be a Patriots <laughs> season ticket holder. Um, how many wins do you have, Matt, this season? It depends on a lot of things. I mean, I, the one thing I – I don't know about you guys, but I sort of feel like exhibition preseason football, mm-hmm. y- you would be a good person to ask this tells me less than yeah. it's ever told me yeah. about well, unless the quality Ma- unless of the teams. Ma- unless Mac plays poorly and then it tells Wiggy that Everything. he stinks. Oh, well, yeah. 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 Like, listen, like any great governor, you are the quarterback, right? So Mac Jones is the quarterback. The success of the team or the success of the state is going to be viewed on how that guy does. Now, granted, I understand there's other people around him, but that's just generally that comes with it. So Mac is in a position this year where this team is going to go where I think he takes him. So, I mean, it's very similar to you being governor, and I was going to kind of ask that question. Are you going to miss the kind of, like, quarterbacking the state and all the good and bad that comes with it from, you know, all the – you jackals like myself, the mass holes that <laughs> complain about taxes and all some of the other stuff. Or is that one thing you're like, whew, I'm glad I'm getting away from that. No, I'm going to miss all of it. I'm going to miss all of it. I, uh, but, you know, I'm 66 next month, or November, and uh, I'd be 70 if I ran yeah. again and we, went, we won. And, uh, you know, my dad's 94. He's not going to be around a lot longer. As I said, two of my kids live outside the state. I mean, there's there's a lot of reasons for me um, that are personal to to move on. Um, but no, I look. It's a blessing and a gift to have the voters of Massachusetts twice give me this opportunity, and um, 
And I, you know, I, I would be kidding if I said that I quote unquote loved every minute of it. Okay? <laughs> but, um, but the flip side of that is, um, I really have appreciated deeply the chance and the opportunity to serve. And, um, and people can say what they want about the way we manage COVID. Um, who are you talking about? So the common, <laughs> so the common, the Commonwealth, the Commonwealth Fund, which is a, one of the largest and most well-known um, research foundations in the country, did a state-by-state -state analysis of the way states manage the pandemic, and um, they had 56 metrics that they measured. And Massachusetts finished just a hair behind Hawaii as the second best mm. yeah. in the country. I feel bad about that whole period of time. I, I might have been a little... No, it was brutal. Look, I was a little harsh. The, I, I, <laughs> you? The, 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 problem, the problem we all had with the whole thing was um, it was new. The data changed all the time. Um, what was true changed all the time and um and it put just an incredible amount of anxiety and uh and tension and anger and all sorts of other things into the air and it just stayed there for a, a long time like it caused a real fracture in our friendship oh for god's sake greg <laughs> right it looks like he's gotten over yeah, it seems like i have gotten over fine. it but the but i i just think the i think the um i mean look we have we have huge issues. We, we had mental health issues before, beforehand. We have more now than ever. Yeah. The, the learning loss in schools with, for kids, especially, especially, you know, city kids, was incredible. It's and awful. then digging yeah. out of this stuff, it's going to take a long time. It is. It is. Be um, honest, though. Did you ever just want to say to Greg, why don't you run? Why don't you run and see how difficult this job is? <laughs> we're all, we're all, I, I guess the way I would, you know, my father has a very funny saying he used to say. He said, you know, there's a reason why certain people do certain things. It's because it's what they like, what they're interested in, and what they're good at. And he is doing what he likes, what he's interested in, and what he's good at. And I like to think sometimes that I'm doing what I like and what I'm interested yeah. in and yes. what I'm good at. And you are good like at Like a true and politician. Yes. Uh, that right. is the politically yeah, right. correct way of saying Greg wouldn't be good at doing right. what yes. the hell I do. It's not, what he wants, it's not what he wants to do. No. You know? No. We're gonna we, we're gonna miss you. Can, any chance we could do one final breakfast with Baker with the listeners? Yeah, sure. All right. So maybe we'll go to a restaurant or something, and everybody can uh, say their. I'll do. Fun. I'll play it whatever way you want. Okay. Um, and then my office will tell me why I'm wrong. <laughs> well, you did what bring the, us Ted Lasso in COVID. I would yes, have had no yes, idea yes, if yes. it wasn't for you. What are you watching now? Anything Season good? Season three's coming. Um, we watched. Um, we watched the old man. Oh, Greg oh, loves that show. I love which it. totally bummed us out that, you know, seven episodes and just a cliffhanger and a half, and we have to wait till next summer to mm. see it's, what happens. Uh, it's such a great show. Which is, but it's really well done. Yeah. Jeff Bridges and John Lithgow are incredible. Great in show. Um, we, I mean, honestly. Get you on City on a Hill with Kevin Bacon. You the know. one that's based out of uh, Boston. I watched the first season of that, yeah. which I thought was great. Is yeah. it? Yeah, season two, they got now, uh, season two, I think this is season three. Oh, you know what I want? 
We watched um, House of the Dragon. Yeah, what did oh, you yeah. think? What'd I you thought think? it was great. I thought it was yeah. awesome, too. A little graphic. Mm. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> a little I, graphic. Yeah, but I thought it was, I think it's going to be really good. But that's, yeah. that's kind of standard operating procedure for Game yeah. of Thrones, right? Yeah. It no, made me never want to have a child. It was great. One uh, scene. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Don't mention that. That's like, they don't do that now these days. Don't well, I was going to say, you've got to remember when that was. Don't have a hard time. a long time ago. All right, Governor. Well, listen, I really appreciate you taking the time to join us and um all that you've done for this event and for the radio station and uh it's it's been it's been an honor to have you as our governor so well, thank you and this, this curtis, thing got, curtis is, is going to accuse me of gushing all over you after yeah, but i'm sure <laughs> he will yes. yeah. <laughs> all right thanks a lot it's good to see you guys and uh, we'll, definitely, governor, we'll definitely it's always a pleasure before yes. the end okay we'll, we'll do something before the yes. end all right okay that is governor baker we're at fenway park day number one of the 20th uh, Jimmy Fund Telethon to benefit uh, Jimmy Fund and Dana Farber. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dave Ortiz. Every dollar goes to cancer care and research at Jimmy Fund and Dana Farber. You can pitch in today by texting KCANCER to 20222. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.